You're listening to a message from Maranatha Church of Jacksonville. For more information, please visit our website, maranathajax.com. Hey guys, Brian Wages here, and welcome back to our online James Bible study. Um, we took a week off last week because of the storm, um, not on purpose, but it just happened. Uh, um, but I was just going to kind of keep moving on. Last week, uh, we were the first half of the second chapter of James, which was all about giving preferential treatment and how that's not compatible with Christian faith. And this is the second half of chapter 2, uh, verses 14 through 26, which are all about the race relationship between our faith in Jesus and the things we do, our deeds or good works. And so it starts with this verse. In um, chapter 2, verse 14, it says, What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such a faith save them? And then it, conclu- it goes on and it concludes in verse 26 with this, As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. And this was a pretty hard-hitting section. Um, and it's all about this relationship between what we believe or what we claim to believe and what we do. <clears throat> and... Um, I invite you to go back and check out maybe the message on Sunday. We had more time to unpack some of this stuff. But in researching it and talking about it, the um, commentators, you know, a lot of people think that maybe Paul or that James was addressing um, maybe some of the other believers of the day's misapplication of what Paul said. And you see examples of when Paul talks about works in something like Ephesians 2, 8 through 9, for by grace you have been saved through faith. And this is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works so that no one may boast. And so, as we said on Sunday, what James is saying is compatible completely with this statement here from Paul. He's not saying that, because Paul isn't saying that works don't matter. He's just saying that works don't earn salvation or earn you into a right relationship with God or something like that. They flow out of that. Like That's what James is saying, is that if you have faith in Jesus, that he's transformed your life. And so the way you live and treat other people is categorically different. And um, you can't separate the two. That if you've experienced this salvation, that you then do treat people differently. And so... Um, Trying, there might have been people of that day claiming, well, I'm saved, so it doesn't matter how I act or something like that. Or Jesus saves me. We hear it on our day like, it doesn't matter. Jesus loves me or something like that, you know, which is true, but it does matter how you act. And that's why James is important here because he's saying, no, in fact, it matters a lot how you act and God cares a lot about it, but it just doesn't earn salvation. But in the reading, I was finding um, a kind of a, maybe a more interesting reflection uh, from Craig Keener where he was saying, um, the bigger context of this book, like we've talked about, is James or Jesus' brother Jacob writing this book to Jewish believers of the day who are experiencing lower-level persecution, meaning they weren't being killed for their faith, but they were being cut out of business deals and you know, cut out of society, that people looked down on them uh, for their faith, both Roman people and Jewish, other Jewish people. Um, and they found themselves in an intense political environment, where, as Kevin mentioned a couple weeks ago, Uh, There was increasing pressure, political pressure, strong political pressure of Jewish people that were wanting to revolt against the Roman um, rule of their area. And in fact, they did years later and it didn't go very well. And so these believers are trying to figure out how does their faith. Uh, how do, if Craig Keeners is talking about here is that this faith and deeds relationship is being discussed in that environment of how do these people make their faith and their politics fit together? But what does this mean for us? Um, I was thinking about faith and deeds and politics 
and revolution and that kind of thing. Because I think that most of us that are listening to this aren't going to take part in any sort of violent revolution. You know, we think, I just have some strong feelings. I'm not going to hurt anyone. And I think there's a danger here. And that is that like when we were talking about misapplying Paul's teaching about, you know, you don't faith and works and people might be like, well, I have Christian faith. So what I do doesn't matter. Um, we would see the error in that if you were saying, well, you're being mean to this person or you're treating this person poorly in your business or you're lying. Like God cares. Like that's wrong. But what we can also be, we can be tempted the same way they are to label all the things we think believe and do as Christians simply because we claim to follow Jesus. And that can lead us into some pretty pretty severe errors. And we've seen that in the history of, of human. And so faith and deeds in this area, um, how do we live out our faith and in our politics or in a difficult political environment? And, and since the book of James is just taking Jesus' teaching and applying it to a similar environment that we find ourselves in, um, let's look at this teaching of Jesus in Matthew 5, 21, 22. And this is where he's talking about murder. So listen to this and think about it in lights of uh, our feelings and these things, especially in political areas. You have heard it said that it was, you have heard that it was said to the people long ago, you shall not murder. And anyone who murders will be subject to judgment. But I tell you that anyone who is angry with a brother or sister will be subject to judgment. Anyone who says to a brother or sister, Raka, which was a derogatory phrase in Aramaic, is answerable to the court. And anyone who says you fool will be in danger of the fire of hell. And so when I was thinking about faith and deeds and politics and violence or not violence, it led me to this verse of Jesus and how when he's talking about the things that are in our heart and how they affect who we are and what we do, it made me reflect to these kinds of questions. You know, who do I hate because of my political views? Who do I attempt to justify my hatred for, you know? Um, and how do I think my faith should affect those relationships or that kind of thought towards this person? You know, am I saying Raka or they're a fool, you know? And then maybe last we could reflect on, like, you know, what deeds... Do you think are Christ-like in this area? You know, like what do we spend our time doing, and like, how, like what do we spend our time reading and thinking in this area? And it's and it's not a statement about saying we shouldn't have strong opinions. We're allowed to do that, but it's letting those opinions lead to deeds that aren't Christ-like. That's the problem, and um, we need to be Christ followers first. I like this quote I ran into by Leslie Newbegin, um, and I'll read it in closing. Is it is the Word made flesh that is the gospel, the deed without word is dumb, and the word without the deed is empty. Um, he's an older British guy, and he's using the word dumb in the kind of the more classic sense, meaning it doesn't speak. So I'll read it again because you might have heard it in Brian Wage's language, which would just be saying dumb. But he's saying this doesn't speak, so I'll just say that. It is the word made flesh that is the gospel. The deed without the word doesn't speak, and the word without deed is empty. And we need to be people who are uh, both. And I think that's what this section of James is really speaking about. So, Father, I pray that you would um, invite us into this place where we live out the faith that we claim and we are true followers of Jesus in every way. And we know that you say, follow me, follow me. So help us to follow you, Lord, wherever you lead. Um, and we repent for ways that we fail you. But I pray that you would open our eyes to uh what you're calling us to and who you're calling us to be. In Jesus' name, amen.